there are things that God wants us to participate in on earth as it is in heaven. And when we allow his Holy Spirit to speak through us and speak his heart and pray his heart, we are operating with him, Mm cooperating with him to bring things into the earth that need to be spoken into the earth so that the angels can go to work. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out his spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promise outpouring, we equip for that outpouring, so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We are so excited about what we're going to talk about today because it has everything to do with contending for the outpouring of God's Holy Spirit on all flesh and how we can all participate. Every single one of us can participate in this process because after all, aren't you and I flesh? Yes, we are, and we can participate, we can cooperate with the Holy Spirit in bringing forth this outpouring of the Spirit of the living God over all people on the earth. We're so glad that you're with us today on this podcast. We are so pumped, ready for for pouring out the things that God has poured into us to share with us, to share with you, uncovering mysteries, uncovering secrets, uncovering things that we didn't even understand. But we are encountering the Holy Spirit in a whole new way, and we want to share that with you today. We Uh, Well, before we get started, I guess we better say this little thing before we get started. We want to encourage you to go to our website if you haven't already done so and make sure that you are on our mailing list. There's a green button there, a teal colored button that you can press to subscribe to our email lists. We have a number of them you can choose from and we just encourage you to sign up so that we can stay in touch with you and keep you informed of the things that the Lord is showing us, things that are going on in this ministry, sales that we're having in our bookstore, those kind of things so that you can, uh, you can grow grow with us. We are we are contending for this outpouring and we want to help equip you. There's some amazing things to equip you on this website, uh, on our blogs and in our bookstore and links to our YouTube channel and our Facebook page. These things are there to help you be equipped so that you are ready and prepared for the things that are coming down the pike. They're coming into our realm, into our existence. We we are expecting things from God, and we know that there's other stuff happening because the devil knows his time is short, yeah. and it's really short. It's really, really short. And he's shooting with both barrels. That's right. That's yeah. right. You know, sometimes I picture it like... Um, you know, some of those chase scenes with super duper cars, you know, where the bad guy has oil in the back of his car and he pushes a button and it puts out an oil slick for the good guy to get, you know, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to trying to stop us, trying to stop the kingdom of God from coming. But mm-hmm. he can't. He can't. He's a loser. Okay. He is the forever 
loser. And the thing that we're going to talk about today is the power of speaking in tongues and what it will do for you to build you up in the things of God, to equip you, to make you bold, to give you downloads from heaven, to help you uncover mysteries, all of these things. And these are things that the enemy of your soul wants you to never get. So we're going to talk about some of that today. And the thing that I just discovered, you know, talking about how the enemy of our souls is trying to keep us from getting this. Mm-hmm. The scripture came to me in my spirit of, of Ezekiel chapter 28 and how it's talking to the king of Tyre. It's a word against the king of Tyre. It's kind of like a prophecy that is telling what's going to happen to him. Well, then you think at first that it's talking about a person, and then you it's obvious that yeah. it's talking about the devil. It's not a natural person it's talking about. Right. Yeah. And I'm I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out why in the world is this the king Did of Tyre? With king of Tyre, yeah. Yeah, why is this? Why is this? So uh, there are multiple reasons, and, and I know some of other ones, but I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go with what I just discovered. So I'm, I'm looking up the word Tyre in the concordance on my blue letter Bible. This isn't the tire on your car, but <laughs> actually this is the British way of spelling. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's it's the city of Tyre, the metropolis of the Sidonians, as the as the Bible app puts it. And it's Tyre and Sidon, you know, they're on the, the Mediterranean coast of, it's currently Lebanon, but it's part of what's promised to uh, the children of Israel. But the, the name Tyre comes from a word that also means knife. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and we know that the enemy of our souls is the one that's been teaching people how to make war. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. And that word, the word for knife, it really means rock, but it mm-hmm. also means like a rock that has been shaped to be sharp, Shaking, like, a, yeah. like, like a knife, like flint. Like what they, how they used to make knives. Exactly. Uh-huh. And that word comes from the word sur, which is the same pronunciation as tire in, in he- Hebrew. And it means to bind, besiege, confine, cramp, to shut up, to shut in, to enclose, to show hostility to, to be an adversary. Well, that's mm-hmm. one of the names of the enemy, of our yeah. souls. In, in, mm-hmm. in Revelation, it talks about the accuser of the brethren. He's our adversary. And that makes a whole lot more sense mm-hmm. when, when you read this now. Yeah. The king of Tyre, it's, it's not talking about a natural king. That's right. It's talking about a, about a spiritual dark king. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh-huh. and in heaven, he was the anointed cherub that covered. That covered. Uh-huh. Okay, that, and that's in, that's in Ezekiel 28. Ezekiel. Yeah. So... He is trying to cover things up and keep us from discovering things. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that is so wonderful about the gift of speaking in tongues or the evidence of the baptism in the Holy Spirit that is speaking in tongues. And, you know, to me, it's not a hill that's worth dying on to argue about. It's the initial (laughs) evidence of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. I think it probably is, but I don't think it's worth um, fighting over. Mm -hmm. Let's not divide over that. Right. Um, But 1 Corinthians 14.2 says... Uh, Paul is talking about tongues, and and a lot of times this chapter is used to 
keep people from speaking in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because because it's all about, you know, let's keep things in order in church. Which of course we want order in church. Mm-hmm. We and if you really read through this, you'll get it. Because there's the principle of speaking in tongues as just an exuberance or you know, you just get really excited in the spirit and you just, you can't hold it in and you're speaking in tongues. And there's a place for that just in the congregation when everybody's doing it. You know, when the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit's falling or whatever, there's, there is that place that that's okay. Everybody pray in tongues. And that's a corporate prayer. Mm-hmm. But then there's the speaking in tongues that should be a message from heaven yeah. with an interpreter. Okay. But there, there's a praying in tongues that, well, let's just go, let's look at at verse two. It says, and I'm reading from the Amplified, for one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men, but to God. And that's that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. This is a language for us to speak to God with, okay? Yes. Uh And we're gonna gonna look back at a little history first in, in a minute, but we'll come back to that. For no one understands or catches his meaning because in the Holy Spirit, he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. King James talks about he utters mysteries. Okay, so we're uncovering things that have been covered and we don't even understand. And it's probably best that we don't understand Mm -hmm. because there are things that God wants us to participate in on earth as it is in heaven. And when we allow his Holy Spirit to speak through us and speak his heart and pray his heart, we are operating with him, cooperating mm-hmm. with him to bring things into the earth that need to be spoken into the earth so that the angels can go to work. We have that in Psalm 103, verse 20, where it says that the angels are standing by, listening for, and ready to move on the voice of his word. Okay, so when we pray his, his, when Uh we pray, when we give voice to his Mm -hmm. word, when we're praying from the Bible, the angels move, they go to work because they hear the voice of his word. Hear the voice of the word, Uh uh-huh. But he is also the word. And his spirit, when he prays through us in tongues, Mm -hmm. is also bringing forth the word into the earth so that they can go to work. Even if we don't understand understand it, we don't have to understand it. So Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, 4, he who speaks in a strange tongue or an unknown tongue edifies or builds up and improves himself. Okay, and we know that the ones that prophesy or the ones that speak in tongues and bring an interpretation are building up the church. They're building up the body. Yeah, and the, in the Passion Translation, it says, the one who speaks in tongues advances his own spiritual progress. Yes, Which, and, yeah. and that's what this is all about. We are contending mm-hmm. and we are equipping. So in your prayer closet— you need to be praying in tongues. Praying in tongues, yeah. Let's Let's roll this back to how we got started on this episode. The last two episodes that we've done with John and Linda Thomas, John shared the story of how he began to pray in tongues an hour a day for 30 days, and then he did a Daniel fast for seven days, and God just began to roll off of him uh, addictions. He ro- rolled rolled off of him an addiction to pornography, and he rolled off of his wife an addiction to wine. 
So there's power in this praying in tongues. Yeah, to change the household. It changed the household. Uh And what happened to us? Well, we we just took that as a real challenge because we knew we we had to— it's like the word of the Lord to me this last year, and you need to step up your game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think up your game is a, a phrase we use too. And that's, mm-hmm. and you know, that's like in sports and stuff. You have to up your game. That means you need to improve. Yes. <laughs> so stepping up, you know, stepping higher, stepping in, come right. up higher. Yes. You know, you need to come up higher. And so that was a challenge that I knew was something needed to do, you know, because mm-hmm. we all pray in tongues. Sure. Something happens, all of a sudden, you just start praying in the Holy Ghost in that. But they're, you know, spending time doing it. Mm-hmm. That's one thing we haven't done. Like, a, So we just started doing that an hour in the morning. Yes. Just getting up and, and our, not even together, just in our own prayer time. Yeah. You know, we would just, just pray in tongues for an hour. Right. And we were, we were praying in tongues some already previous mm-hmm. to that, but yeah. we, we increased. Yeah. We increased it. And, and, you know, I've I've been saying that I've been seeing that as a thought comes into my mind that doesn't belong there, I find myself praying in tongues, just mm-hmm. speaking yeah. to it in tongues. And and so my tongues have been in, increasing as well. Well, mm-hmm. one of the things that Paul says in verse 5 of 1 Corinthians 14, he says, I would or I wish that you all spoke with tongues. So this is something for all of us. Mm-hmm. But then he goes on in verse 14, he says, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. In other words, you're praying something you don't understand. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he says in, in verse 15, what is it then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. Mm-hmm. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. And so many times, like if we're in a corporate prayer situation, Sometimes if we don't know exactly what direction to go in prayer, in intercession, we pray in tongues, pray in tongues. for a little while, yeah, uh-huh. and then somebody in the group gets a leading from the Holy Spirit. A, a scripture will come, or a song will come into their spirit, or words will come into, the, into their spirit, words to pray, or words to prophesy. Or a vision. Or yeah. a vision, mm-hmm. or word of knowledge, or word of wisdom. Those things are opened up to us as we pray in tongues. Mm-hmm. So this is something that all of us should be doing. And if you haven't got it yet, it's time today to get it. Yes. And we're going to pray for you in a little while. But just so that you understand, the, the we're going to lay some foundation here to give you a deeper understanding of what this gift is all about and how God wants to use it in your life. So let's go back and in, even into the Old Testament. Isaiah 28, 11 says, for with stammering lips and another tongue, will he speak to this people? So that's that's always been shown to to me in in all my years of of study of this and and it's taken a little bit out of context but I think it's one of those things that still fits it mm-hmm. fits that stammering and lips and an unknown tongue describes what you get when you get the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And in uh verse 18, you know, this is Isaiah 66:18. That's in the New King James. For I know their works and their thoughts it shall be that I will gather all nations and tongues, and they shall come and see my glory. 
Yes. And didn't that happen on the day of uh, the day of Pentecost? Right. When they came from all nations up to the feast mm -hmm. and celebrating the um, celebrating the feast of Pentecost, and they all spoke with tongues and they're listening to each other. You know, all these speaking with tongues. They said, "Aren't these all Galileans?" Mm -hmm. You know, Galilean is the region. They had their own dialect. Yes. You know, and all of a sudden they're speaking languages. They're speaking their own languages where they came from. Right. Because all these uh, these Jews that have come up were those that have been, you know, when the Babylonians came in and they they went into captivity, and he's, it's like Ezekiel. He was taken by the Syrians, I think it was, or the Babylonians. It was the Babylonians and the Syrians. They each took um, captivity, you know, Israel and Judah. And so, and then from there, they're just scattered all over the world. Yeah, all know? over the known world. And so they're all back together. You know, they're under Rome. They're under bondage. But right. Rome let them keep their, their feast. Right. And so here they are coming up from all the nations they've been scattered from. And we don't know exactly everything they were hearing, but their own, hearing it in their own language. Right. And it's amazing because uh, people can say things, you know, in the spirit like that, and they'll hear it in their own tongue, but they'll hear it not maybe like we have the English language. Mm -hmm. We have the British accent and changes all over the UK. Mm -hmm. You have the Australian accent. Sure. You have the American accents. And they're all different, each within their own country. Mm -hmm. But they would many times they would hear something. They hear something in their own tongue the way they would hear it in their home area, mm -hmm. yeah, but not not another accent in their home area. You know, right. you know what I mean? Sure. It's just like precisely for them to hear this. It's true. You know, it's really interesting to to note in in Acts chapter two because that's where where you're talking about. In Acts chapter two, I've heard Dr. Billy Brim talk about how she used to work for Kenneth e. Hagen. And he walked into her office one day and he said, have you ever noticed in Acts chapter 2, it says that they heard them speak in their own language. It's mm -hmm. not necessarily that they were actually speaking in their own language, although it could have been. Mm -hmm. It could be either way because we hear of testimonies of people that that are missionaries to different places and they don't have an interpreter or somebody comes as a, as a guest speaker and they don't have a good interpreter and they start speaking in tongues and, and the people hear it in their own language. Whether they're actually speaking that language or whether they're speaking in tongues, I don't know. But, <laughs> but uh, they, they hear it in their own language. So what's been happening with her and with Dr. Billy Brim in recent, mm, I'm not sure just how long, I think it's a, at least two or three years now, that she will speak in tongues on their prayer call. And there's a man named Max who has come from Jordan. And so his native tongue is Arabic. Mm -hmm. And she, when she is speaking in tongues, in tongues, and it sounds to us like tongues, yeah. he hears it in Arabic. And he writes down what he's hearing in Arabic. And often there'll be like a statement and sometimes it's underlined. And then, then there often will be a scripture reference that describes the thing that was just spoken. It is absolutely supernatural. And it happens every week. That If you go out to um, billybrim.org, and we'll put, a, we'll put a, a, a link in the show notes for that. And it's B-I-L-L-Y-E-B-R-I-M dot O-R-G. Um, she speaks. It, it's under their prayer call. And she speaks in 
her own tongues mm-hmm. and he and he gets it in arabic and then interprets it into english it is just so so remarkable so that's yet another version of what happens when we speak in tongues. There are things that are mysteries that God wants us to uncover. He wants us to know these things. But there are some things that we don't need to know. (laughs) We just don't need to know. Yeah, that's true. We can mess things up. (laughs) Yeah, we can. We can. But that reminds me of, of Romans 8 and what it says about how the Holy Spirit will intercede in us and through us for things that we don't know how to pray. Um, I'm going to read it from the New King James. And Philip, if you if you see anything in the Passion that you want to add, just add that. It says in verse 22, we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, First fruits of the Spirit. The first thing that comes with the Holy Spirit is tongues. We have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly awaiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. And then verse 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. How does that verse... Verse 26. Verse 26. How does that read in in the Passion? And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray or know the best things to ask for. But the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. Sighs Sighs. too deep for words. Groans. Okay. So let me just exhort you that if you don't yet pray in tongues, if it hasn't come to you yet to pray in tongues, and we're going to pray for you to get it, but if you haven't yet come to that point, You can start by faith when you're praying, ask the Holy Spirit to just even sigh through you or even groan through you. Sometimes, sometimes it's like, and, and that even can give way to speaking in tongues. And, but the Holy Spirit knows how to interpret a groan. Our Father knows what our, what our spirit groaning is saying. He knows our hearts. So if you're praying, especially if you're praying something that you have a little understanding about, a groan yeah. says a lot to our Father. You know, I, I remember, and this is a little off subject, but I think it goes with it, that William Booth, who was the founder of the Salvation Army, he had someone writing to him and saying, we have tried everything. We, you know, we're, we're preaching the gospel. We're, you know, we're banging our drums. We're playing our music. We're doing all the things that you've told us to, but we're not seeing breakthrough. And he wrote back to them and he said, try tears. Because tears, God knows how to interpret tears. He, mm-hmm. he knows how the, the tears that we cry will write a prayer for God. Yeah. And so our groanings, our tears, our sighs, 
All of these things are an intercession because we don't know how to pray sometimes. And verse 27 says, now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So if you want to pray the will of God, pray in tongues. You won't miss. You Mm -hmm. cannot miss. It's impossible. It's impossible to miss if you're praying in tongues. And so many times we take this next verse out of context. We put it by itself, but it fits with the groanings and the intercession of the Spirit. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, remember this is still in context of of the Spirit making intercession, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, Mm. whom he predestined, these he also called, those whom he called, he also justified, and whom he justified, these he also glorified. So understand that when you are praying in tongues, you are praying your destiny. Mm, He designed you. He predestined you. He designed you to be conformed to the image of his son. He wants us to look like him. He designed us to look like him. Yes. Uh-huh. And we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see, see him as, as he, is. he is. Yes. He's designed us to mm-hmm. work with him, that his spirit will be working in us and through us to bring his word into the earth, to bring his glory into the earth. Remember wow. what John the Baptist said about Jesus in Luke 3.16. They, they were asking John, who are you? Are you that prophet? Are you the Messiah? <laughs> yeah. And and he said, no, I'm not. I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. But then he goes on to say, I indeed baptized you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. The latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. In other words, I, I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals. He shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Fire. Fuego. Fuego. Okay. So let's let's take that and go back to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 comes after Jesus has gone up into, back into heaven. He's gone up in the clouds. They, they saw him as he went. He told them, you know, stick around here in Jerusalem because you're going to be endued with power from on high. Yes, amen. Okay, so it was like 10 days before the Feast of Pentecost, the Feast of Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks. Uh, The the Jewish men were commanded to come up to Jerusalem for Passover, for Shavuot, and for Sukkot. Mm -hmm. So there's a 50-day distance between Passover and Shavuot, and we know that they went up into Galilee for part of that time, and Jesus walked with them for 40 days, and then he went up into heaven. So there's 10 days left. And so he says, mm-hmm. just stay in, you're, you're, stay you're, in don't, don't go anyplace else, yeah. stay in Jerusalem. And yeah. then when the day of Pentecost was fully come, well, now, now let's talk about what's Shavuot. Shavuot, the day of Pentecost, the feast of Pentecost is a Jewish feast that commemorates the giving of the law at Mount Sinai. Mm-hmm. So think about Exodus 19, think about how 
the mountain was smoking because this pillar of fire came down on top of it. And lightning. And lightning and thunder Thunder and and, and a shofar blowing. And And never warned ahead of time. Yes. You know, know, for three days, you know, wash your clothes. Right. Prepare yourselves. Prepare yourselves. Okay. Wow. So Jesus told his disciples to go prepare yourselves. You are about to have an encounter with God. Talk about a download. I mean, it came down. Oh, 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 (laughs) yes, it did. So in Acts chapter 2, it says, when the day of Pentecost or Shavuot was fully come. Now, remember that that uh, the day begins with night mm-hmm. as far back as Genesis 1. And then the evening and the morning were the first day. The evening and the morning were the second day. So day begins with night. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So the day of Pentecost began as the sun went down. Mm-hmm. And traditionally, at least now, I think they probably did then, they spent the night praying and reading scripture. So they were preparing themselves for an encounter. Yeah. That's how come they were in one place in one accord because they were praying together. Yeah. Okay. And traditionally now, at least if you are in Jerusalem at that time, people will be in their synagogues all night long praying together. And then while it's still dark, they are headed toward the Temple, Temple Mount, Mount. Mm-hmm. but they can't get up to the Temple Mount right now. They have to go to the Western Wall, which is the retaining wall of the Temple Mount. That's the closest they can get. Mm-hmm. And they go there to celebrate. But in the days of the Book of Acts, they would have gone to the Temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it says that that this noise of a rushing mighty wind filled the house. The house. that's the t- yeah. And the house is the Temple. Temple, uh-huh. Yeah, we've been... All this time, you know, because we heard this explained to us, I thought, that just makes sense. Because mm-hmm. we think of 100, was 120 people in this little upper room, mm-hmm. and the Holy Ghost falls on them, and so they have a flame of fire, and they run outside, you know, and then 3,000 people get saved. Yeah, like, how, how, how does that, that happen? happen? Yeah. But, but, if, when, but if they're on the Temple Mount, right. those of you, if you look at diagrams of the Temple, it's a big open area on the outside, and um, you know, an artist uh, proclaim maybe, maybe like a five or six inch little double flame of fire, or maybe even two or paintings. three inches, or two or three <laughs> inches. But, but uh, there are those that have, you know, the Lord has shown them this. It's it's a lot bigger than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a flame of fire because like, the Holy Ghost is like two feet long, like fire, you or know, coming down. And everybody around, which would have been thousands of people, mm-hmm. would have seen it. Mm-hmm. And that's why Peter had an audience right. and explained what happened. Then he had a boldness because he had the Holy Spirit fall on him. Yes. You remember 40 days, uh, 50 days earlier, he denied the Lord. Right. And here he is, 3,000 people got saved. How do you do that within uh, 40, 50 days? Right. You've had a transformation. Exactly. And that's just what the Holy Spirit does. Yes. It transforms. And, and that makes a whole lot more sense, the fire of God coming down on the Temple Mount where thousands of people see it and experience what's going on. And then they hear all the tongues. Yes. Wow. Yes. Because these people had come from all of those nations because they were commanded to come for Passover, come Mm -hmm. for Pentecost, come for Sukkot. Now, they may not actually do that every year, but probably if they came for 
Passover mm-hmm. from far, far away, they probably would stay until Pentecost. Yeah. So these people had come from all these nations where they'd been dispersed. They, they were born there. They grew up there. They hadn't returned when the other Jews had returned, when the other Israelites had returned. Yeah. And so they're, they're coming from these nations. And it was like they were a seed. Mm-hmm. of what's coming, coming now. What's coming next, yeah. Because Peter was talking about the quote from Joel chapter 2, where I will pour out of my spirit on all, all humanity. All humanity. That's our scripture. Yes. And so he's saying that here's all these people from all these nations. Mm-hmm. This is that that's spoken of by the prophet Joel. But if this was a seed form, mm-hmm. yeah. and what we're going to have now yeah. is on all flesh. Yeah, and, and in the uh, Gospel of Mark, in uh, chapter uh, 16, verses 15, 17, 18, he says to them, go into all the world. This is after Jesus is resurrected and before he, just before he ascended up. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And these signs will follow those who believe. Okay, the Holy Spirit's not been poured out yet. Mm-hmm. You know, that's coming. So these signs will follow them who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. And that's what happened, you know, just later. Mm-hmm. They will take up serpents and if they drink anything deadly. It will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. But the key here is where so many denominations have missed it. These signs will follow those who believe. Right. Whose report will you believe? There you go. Do you want to go back 2,000 years here? Read the report of the words of Jesus to those who believe. If you believe the Bible, you believe his word, you can believe that speaking in tongues is of God. It's not of the devil. Amen. Because those that speak it's of the devil, they're shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, that's an expression we use here in America. (laughs) Shot myself in the foot, that means you can't do it. You're jumping around and holding your foot, you can't do nothing, you know. But they have denominations have literally shot themselves in the foot, totally distracted. They don't have power to do anything. Mm -hmm. They don't have the Holy Spirit moving in them. They're fighting the very thing that can save them. And that can give them power. That can give them the power. Yeah. And that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. If if you have enough faith for salvation, Mm -hmm. it's the same faith for receiving the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It doesn't take any more faith. It it comes as a package. It's 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 there. It's a gift. Yeah. I mean, all the gifts of the Spirit, the nine, it talks about the nine fruits of the Spirit. There's actually more than that, you know, probably, but that's how we categorize them, mm-hmm. you know. But, but to have the fullness of what God has for you, you really need to believe that God will give it to you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, that, and then that comes through the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Yeah, you know, when I got filled with the the Holy Spirit. You know, I was a teenager. It was during the charismatic move. So this is probably about 1969, 68, 67. This is when it was just starting, I believe. Mm-hmm. One about 67. Yeah. You know, Holy Spirit's being poured out. We're at our camp, youth camp, and a power of God is falling. People are getting filled with the Holy Spirit, and God just used Malcolm Smith. He was an amazing man of God and wrote a book, book on blood covenant. It was really really amazing. And it even surprised him. And I remember talking to him years later at the Christian Booksellers Convention. We met him there. And he says, I remember that camp. I just flew in from New York 
And I was tired. I said, I want to just preach something something easy and then just go rest. <laughs> and the power of God just hit, you know. And it, all week it was there. And I tried and tried to get the Holy Spirit, you know, anything I need, you know. I never got filled. And all around me, people are getting filled with the Holy Spirit. And it never happened to me. And so it happened. So I was about 12, 22, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 20, about 14 years later, you know, and I'm— and I'm getting prayed for for the Holy Spirit. And, you know, and I'm just out on the floor, you know, and just speaking in tongues. And when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, it was just such a supernatural thing. My mouth was moving all on its own. Mm-hmm. And this was coming out. And I thought, this is just a mind blower, you know, because, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I wasn't trying or nothing. It just happened. You know? Yeah, it was just God, a, God took God over. God just sovereignly did that for mm-hmm. me, you know, and, and all that. And that's when I... I kind of woke, I came off the floor a while later. I don't know how long I was down there. Just staggered over to Sharon. You know, I said, how'd you like to get engaged? You know, and I'm half drunk, you know. And, and she just, I, I never would have done that in my right mind. But God God had to do that because he had a speed that he wanted things to work at. Yeah. And I, we couldn't let, you know, time and get in the way. So God just, <laughs> God just did that for me. Yeah, yeah. And, and and sometimes that's the way it happens. Sometimes people just get that kind of a download where, boom, it hits. Now, for how me, about your dad? Oh, my dad. Dad, uh, he was trying to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and it did, didn't happen. But he woke up in the night and all of a sudden just praying in tongues. Yeah, a- after yeah. after seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit for months and months and months, he woke up in the night. It, he woke himself up speaking in tongues. That's amazing. And, and you know you have nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. But now for me, when I was prayed for to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, it was the first I'd heard that there was such a thing. I didn't mm-hmm. even know about it. You know, I was raised kind of in Baptist, kind of evangelical church. Um, my dad was Dutch Reformed, and this wasn't part of our paradigm. And <laughs> so I heard somebody speaking in tongues. Well, I, I, I knew that she had been to Russia, so I was assumed, assuming that she had learned to speak Russian. And <laughs> I didn't know. And whoever prayed for me, you know, they explained that, that this baptism in the Holy Spirit would give you the, the gift of speaking in tongues. And, and I was told, just start praising the Lord in your own language. And, and the more you praise, you're going to run out of words because our God is so great and so wonderful. And that's exactly what happened. I just began to speak in tongues because I had run out of words. Run out of words. Yeah, and I I remember um, hearing someone in the prayer line, we were praying for people, you know, to receive the baptism. And uh, she said to this person, you have to get out of your head. Oh, yeah. I thought, oh, that is so good because you can't think about this as a natural thing because it's a supernatural thing. Exactly. And so you just have to throw all your reasoning out the window Mm -hmm. and all your questions and all that. Yeah. And just kind of like you say, just praise God and just, you know, and just start praising and boom. So if you already have the baptism in the Holy Spirit and you're not praying in tongues as much as you want to, or maybe you just have a few syllables and you just repeat that same thing over and over again. Just think about how in heaven the angels are saying, holy, hmm. holy, holy, holy. And that's all they're saying. Yeah. So maybe maybe you're saying something like that and it's okay that you're just saying a yeah. few syllables, but there is more. 
and you can have more and you can trust God to speak through you more and just lean into him, lean into him. But if you haven't received yet, and we're going to pray for you in a moment, if you haven't received yet, you need to understand this, that when you were saved, what you couldn't have been saved without the activity of the Holy Spirit in you. But know this, that Jesus said in Luke 11, 9 through 13, he said, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son ask for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead, instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So it's a done deal. He's mm-hmm. going to give it to you. He wants to give it to you. He wants you to have it because he wants you to be able to communicate with him in a deeper, more intimate way yeah. and and cooperate with him, work with him, co-labor with him in the earth, connected to heaven, just like Jesus taught his disciples to pray on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Your, your kingdom come, your yeah. will be done on earth as it is in heaven as we pray in tongues, as yeah. we pray with the Holy Holy Spirit, we're speaking mm-hmm. on earth what needs to be spoken to make it come to pass. Just yes. like just like when God said, let there be light. And there was. And there was light. It's a, it's a freebie from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yes, yes, but we're designed, we're predestined. This is part uh-huh. of, of being conformed to the Son of God. Just just like, remember, we, we talked about groaning in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Groaning in the Spirit, Jesus groaned. Remember at, yes. at, at Lazarus's tomb. So let's pray, but understand that you speak in faith. You start making sounds in faith, just like, just like when you said in faith, Jesus, come and be my savior, come and live in my heart. And he came mm-hmm. in faith. You are, you start to make sounds and trust that the Holy Spirit is going to turn that into a language that he is going to speak through you. You do the speaking. It's your tongue. It's your vocal cords. It's your will that you are applying to give to the Holy Spirit and trust that that Holy Spirit coming up in through you is going to bubble up like uh, springs of living water out of your belly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. Rivers, rivers, rivers of, of living, living water. water. Hallelujah. So, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are praying for our listeners right now. And for those who need to come up in the amount that they are speaking, Lord, we bless them to receive right now, right now, to receive of your spirit in a greater measure and an outpouring that they've never experienced before, that they're going to go deeper into your word, that they're going to go deeper in your understanding of your word. You're going to start opening your word to them in amazing ways. And they're going to be able to increase in the amount of speaking in tongues. And they're going to pray things that they don't know how to pray. They can pray for their families. They can pray for their loved ones. They can pray for their nations and nations of the world that your kingdom will come on 
on earth as it is in heaven. And for those who have not yet received, just receive it right now. Receive this Holy yes, Spirit. Father, you, Father, we're asking you to baptize that listener right yes, now. Yes, Father. Thank you, Father. Just, Pour your spirit. just, you know, Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, receive the Holy Ghost. Yeah. So if Jesus exhaled, what did they have to do to receive? They just had to inhale. inhale. And that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. There was a great inhalation of the fire mm. of God yes. coming down on them. So receive of that fire right now. Receive of that anointing and begin to give him your lips. Give him your sounds. Just start making sounds and and give him those sounds and let him form them into words, into a language that will begin to uncover mysteries, that will begin to build you up in your spirit, that will begin to build you up in your relationship with him and transform that whole atmosphere around you that, that will drive out the devil, that'll bring the glory <laughs> yes. of God into your life like you've never known before. Just receive it right now. Yes, Breathe it in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Philip, let's just us uh, speak in tongues for a moment or two. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We praise you. We give you glory for what you're doing in this listener's life right now. In the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ, pour out your spirit on this person yes, and on all flesh yes, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you. Amen. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence. Mm -hmm.